Kaylee Cuoco. I first became a fan of her when she was on the hit sitcom Eight Simple Rules. I watched every single episode of that show and I absolutely loved it. And when I found out that she was a horse girl, I became an even bigger fan of Kaylee. And I also loved her in The Big Bang Theory. And for a long time, I've been wanting to do kind of like a deep dive into a real life equestrian's nutrition and their workout program and all that sort of a thing. And turns out it's there's not a whole lot of examples of what like equestrians at the top of their discipline do in terms of workouts and nutrition. If you guys have like a blog article or a YouTube video or something with that sort of information, please send it to me because I'd love to read or watch it. Um, but Kaylee, what she does for nutrition and a workout, she's the closest person I could find to like a, a real life equestrian. So we are doing a deep dive today into what Kaylee Cuoco does for her diet and nutrition. And I will just say, Kaylee, you've got some room for improvement. Like we can only go up from here. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Strong in the Saddle. I'm your host, Katrina. And before we go any further with this episode, I just want to say I am not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that. I am not a medical doctor. Everything and anything that I say in this episode is strictly my opinion. And it is not intended to be any sort of medical advice. This is strictly for entertainment purposes only. Please, please, please consult a medical professional before altering anything in regards to your own dietary patterns. And with that disclaimer out of the way, let's dig into this episode because I am very, very excited about it. So in doing research for this episode, I did come across a few articles that kind of were based on interviews done with Kaylee and kind of outline what she does in terms of nutrition. So I will link the sources, the articles that I used in the show notes. The main article that I'm referencing is um, an article that kind of combined a bunch of Kaylee's interviews from like Women's Health and Shape and magazines like that. And it's from, so this article that I'm going to be referencing and quoting from is from thelist.com. And again, I will be linking that in the show notes so you guys can take a look at the full article if you're interested. Okay, so we start with breakfast and this article says, in an interview with Women's Health, Cuoco explained that she typically starts her day with the same breakfast every day. When I wake up, I have the same little bit of peanut butter on toast every morning, she said. Okay, so 
I will just say, like, if I started my day with, quote, a little bit of peanut butter on toast, I would be so hungry. Like, even an hour later, I would be so hungry. One thing that I do want to point out is there is this misconception that peanut butter has a lot of protein in it. And if you actually look at the nutrition facts, that is not true. A tablespoon of peanut butter is only has about four grams of protein, which is nothing. Like ideally you want 20, at least 20 grams of protein in your breakfast. So I don't have anything wrong with her eating toast and peanut butter, but I do really think she should be bumping this up a little bit. Um, I would suggest having a couple of eggs on the side as well. Um, maybe some fruit just to make it more of an all around breakfast with a bit more carbs and a bit more protein. It's going to make her feel more satisfied and it's going to keep her feeling fuller throughout the entire morning. Another part of this article said, in an interview with Shape, Cuoco revealed that she and her former husband, professional tennis player Ryan Sweeting, couldn't eat the same foods and definitely not the same portion sizes. But it took her a while to realize this. When they first got together, Cuoco was eating as much as he was and it wasn't working for her. I was just doing it because he was doing it and it was adding hundreds of calories I didn't even think about, she said of the couple's late night snacking habit. So I cut that out. Our refrigerator and pantry have completely changed because we don't eat crap anymore. No more sodas, chips, cereal. We had boxes of stuff that only a four-year-old would eat. First off, I don't know what it means when she says that they had stuff only a four-year-old would eat. I'm not a parent, but if I did have a four-year-old, they would be eating similar foods to me, like whole foods, fruit and vegetables. Like, yes, I know that kids get kid food, like granola bars or what have you, but like, I don't really know what she means by this. Another thing I wanted to touch on is eating the same amount as like your male counterpart. There's this idea out there that females need to eat less than males, but I will just say that is not always the case. Yes, generally males are larger than females and so therefore their energy requirements are higher, but that does not always hold true. And it definitely doesn't hold true with my husband. So I am five foot six. My husband is six foot three. I eat more than my husband on a regular basis and like I'm maintaining a healthy weight. So don't always think that you should be eating less than your partner. That might not always be the case. And in Kaylee's case, maybe it was the fact, yes, she was eating too much. I mean, her husband, Ryan, was a or is a professional tennis player, right? Yes, tennis player, <laughs> sorry. Um, so I'm assuming his caloric needs would be extremely high. If Definitely if he's like in his competitive season, I'm sure he would be eating a lot. And that probably is too much for Kaylee. I just don't like how it's presented here. It's very like assuming girls should always eat less than guys, which not always the case, people.
Another thing that I just wanted to touch on on this part was she mentioned she's not eating crap anymore. I will say I, there's room for all foods. I am a big advocate of the 80-20 rule. So as long as 80% of your diet is whole foods, fruits and vegetables, good sources of protein, good fats, like the stuff we know we should be eating, as long as 80% of your diet is that, like if you want to have chips, if you want to have, I don't know, Lucky Charms, anyone else a fan of Lucky Charms? Like the milk from Lucky Charms, yes, so good. Like whatever you want, like you do not have to restrict yourself and cut out the crap. There is room for those foods and you, I really don't think you should have to restrict yourself from those foods. Another part of this article reads, in an interview with US Weekly, Cuoco explained that she had made a pretty big change to her diet regarding where she gets her protein. I haven't been eating that much meat lately, she said, so I'm kind of into tofu, which is a new thing for me, and a lot of vegetables, Coco said. Coco expressed how great this change made her feel. No one eats a giant meal and burger and soda and feels great after. after. So full disclosure here, I live in Alberta. My family were Alberta beef producers. So I am definitely an advocate for eating meat, eating beef. And, but that being said, I understand that like some people just don't like meat or for whatever reason decide to cut animal products out of their diet. Like that's fine. What I do want to say is I feel like a lot of people are misinformed about what it means to cut animal products out of your diet. Animal products do have a lot of nutrients in them. They also have a lot of protein in them. So if you're taking them out, you need to make sure that you are replacing those things. So you need to be making sure whatever you're eating, in her case, she said tofu, you need to be making sure that the tofu is providing you with enough protein. And you have to look at what nutrients have I taken out of my diet by not eating meat. So a big one that I tell people you need to look at is B12. Vegetarians really need to watch their B12. And a lot of people don't think about that. They think it's just this ethical thing that if they take out meat, like it's not a big deal, they're saving the planet. And I don't want to get too much into it here, but there's a lot more to it than just, oh, I'm not eating meat. I'm saving the planet or doing better things for my body. There's a lot more to the story than that, which I'm not going to get into it. Maybe I'll make a video in the future on that, but just know that you need to do your research if you're going to opt for these vegetarian, plant-based ways of eating. So this article then goes on to talk about what Kaylee has for lunch. And so it says, for a lot of people, knowing what to eat for lunch can honestly be more stressful than deciding on dinner. You typically want something quick and easy, but also nutritious. And for Kaylee Cuoco, routine is everything for lunch. As Coco told Women's Health, her lunch would typically consist of half a sandwich, though it seems that that can change if she's working long hours. 
half a sandwich. How many calories are in half a sandwich? So I'm assuming she's not putting meat on her sandwich. So it would probably be like, I don't know, a veggie sandwich. What is on a veggie sandwich? Just lots of vegetables. And you have the two slices of bread. I'm going to say there's maybe 300 calories. We'll say 300 calories in this half a sandwich. Trace protein from the bread maybe, and maybe the sauce, if she's putting sauce on it. I do not support this kind of a lunch. Um, a sandwich is fine, but how about let's go with a full sandwich. Let's put, I don't know, maybe some deli meat on it or some like shaved turkey breast. Half a sandwich. Again, so we've got some toast with a little bit of peanut butter on it for breakfast and now half a sandwich for lunch. If I'm eating this, there's been lots of videos on YouTube that are like, I ate like so-and-so for a day. I've thought about doing a video like that, but I 100% know if I did this, I would be so hangry at this point, I wouldn't be able to stand myself. I don't know how she functions. We're only halfway through the day, guys. I am not impressed. <laughs> and then it gets even better. In an interview with Shape, Coco explained that she isn't afraid to treat herself. I have to have a cheat day, she said. I know when I'm being good all week long that come Sunday, I'm going to lie by the pool, have a drink and eat some pizza. Then I wake up on Monday morning and I'm all ready to start the week again. And according to Coco's social media, those cheat days are very real. After she lost at the 2021 Golden Globes for her role in The Flight Attendant, she posted a photo to Instagram of her consoling herself with plenty of pizza, cupcakes, mac and cheese, cake, and champagne. This is problematic. So one thing that can happen with people when they restrict is they get into what's called um, like a restrict binge cycle where yes, they will be good all week long. They'll likely be in a caloric deficit. They do not eat any of the bad foods that they've yeah, given morality to and called them bad. And then come the weekend, it's kind of a free-for-all. And like Kaylee, they'll have maybe a cheat meal or what sounds to be in her case, a cheat day. So it's very much this pendulum swinging very extreme. So the pendulum swings all the way up one way, you're super restrictive, eating super, super quote unquote clean foods. And then that pendulum inevitably has to swing all the way back and you binge on all the quote unquote bad foods. Like what did they say here? Pizza, cupcakes, mac and cheese, cake and champagne. This is not uncommon. Kaylee is not alone in having this happen. And for some people, this kind of restrict binge cycle, it can be, lead to very, very disordered behaviors that can possibly lead to an eating disorder. Now, I'm not saying that Kaylee has an eating disorder. I'm just saying this is a red flag that does make me concerned. What is a much more sustainable approach is, again, the 80-20 rule, 
not going into a huge caloric deficit and not restricting foods that you enjoy. So if let's say Kaylee had a craving for a cupcake on a Tuesday afternoon, I would say have the cupcake so that you're not binging on 20 cupcakes on your Sunday afternoon at the pool. It's balance and right now she's very out of balance and that's why these cheat days come up every single week from the sounds of it. From there, we have another speaking to women's health. Coco laid out her typical day of eating and said that she definitely still gets cravings later at night, but she tries to curb her cravings with something a little healthier and more filling than a candy bar. Specifically, she said she enjoys eating an apple with peanut butter. However, Coco has also been spotted eating some delicious cheese in bed alongside a furry friend. So again, this is kind of like the micro version of the restrict binge cycle. So she restricts herself all day and then by the evening, her body as a way of trying to get nutrients in, trying to get calories in, it triggers cravings. And then so she has these, what might seem like uncontrollable cravings that she's now trying to resist. And I highly doubt that an apple and some peanut butter is gonna curb those cravings. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would say if I've eaten very little like she has in this specific day, then yeah, I highly doubt that an apple and peanut butter is gonna fix the situation, nor would some cheese. So yeah, I'm not surprised that she's getting cravings. It's literally her body saying, hey, I need some attention here. And then we get some input from Kaylee's personal trainer. Speaking to shape, Coco's personal trainer, George C. King, and I don't know who this guy is. I am gonna do a video on Kaylee's workout routine, so I'm sure we'll see more of George in the future. He explained that he doesn't expect Coco to follow a precise diet as that isn't really her style. Kaylee isn't a big fan of meal plans or diets, he said, so instead we opt for guidelines for her to follow each day. George also explained that while, again, Coco doesn't follow a specific diet or avoid all carbs, he does encourage her to be mindful of them and avoid white rice, white bread, and white potatoes. She can have carbs in the morning for lunch and maybe some a little after. So I'm glad to hear that Kaylee isn't adhering to a specific diet because the majority of diets are very problematic, they're very restrictive, and they often do promote those restrict binge cycles because of their restrictive nature. I would say it's better to adhere to just some best practices of getting in enough protein, making sure you're getting plenty of fruit and vegetables, eating whole grains, getting in your fats, all those good things rather than adhering to specific diets and specific rules. I think those general principles that we all know about what it means to be eating healthy is a much better way to approach it, much more sustainable. Where I don't like the advice from her trainer is about carbs. So he said she's allowed to have carbs for breakfast and lunch and maybe a little after. 
So he's kind of like tapering her carbs more in the morning and less at night. This would be okay, assuming that she's working out and riding in the morning. If she's working out and riding later in the day, this is problematic. So carbs are used by your body to fuel your body. Your body uses carbs as energy. And if you're not giving your body carbs, you're not going to have energy. So given that Kaylee is eating so little, let's say she eats all of her carbs in her toast in the morning and her half sandwich at lunch. By the time she gets to say a 2 p.m. workout and a 5 p.m. ride, those carbs are going to be gone and she's going to have to, I don't know, rely on caffeine or whatever to get her through those activities. Whereas if she took a pro an approach of eating her carbs around when she's working out and when she's riding, she would be much better fueled for those activities. I think this trainer's advice stems from the myth that if you eat carbs at night, they're just going to turn into fat. Like I think a lot of people have been, they've been drilled to think that if you eat carbs after 6 p.m., like it's going to turn into fat because it's just going to sit in your body overnight. And that is not true. I really, really encourage you guys to be eating your carbs when you know you're going to be most active. Like ideally you're eating carbs throughout the entire day but especially around like before and after an activity so that A, you have energy for those activities and B, so that your body has, has energy to recover as well. So we need it before and after. And the, the trainer also advised her to not eat white rice, white bread, white potatoes. So first off, white potatoes have nutrients in them and they are delicious. I eat a lot of white potatoes. I would not encourage you to cut them out of your diet. They have their place. White rice, I think, again, I was definitely taught that you need to eat brown rice and it's fine, but I would say for one, brown rice is a lot harder to break down just because it's not quite as processed as white rice, it, white rice is. So if you're planning on eating rice before an activity or even after an activity, I would say potentially you wanna opt for white rice because it's easier for your body to break down, easier for your body to gain access to the energy stored within that rice. And white rice is not void of nutrients. White rice does have nutrients as well. One thing about brown rice, it has been noted that there have been amounts of arsenic found in brown rice. Nothing to be paranoid about, but just know that, again, not everything is as it is advertised. We've been drilled for so many years that you should not be eating white carbs, but not necessarily true. They still have nutrients and even white bread in a lot of cases, white bread has been fortified with nutrients. So I would say if you prefer eating those white sources of carbs, eat them. And if things couldn't get any better, any worse, during an appearance on The Tonight Show, Coco told Jimmy Fallon that in order to prepare for her photo on the cover of the October 2015 issue of Shape, 
she really restricted herself. All I ate was like almonds for so long, she joked, according to the Daily Mail. I was so hungry. Egg whites, almonds, air, she continued. Obviously, that was a bit of an exaggeration, but Coco did make it clear that she worked hard to look her best for the magazine cover and tried to eat as healthy as possible in order to feel her most confident self. I get that celebrities have an immense amount of pressure on themselves to look a certain way. There's definitely very high standards for celebrities, but this is problematic. I have not seen what she looked like on that cover of Shape. I'm guessing, like, I'm guessing she was slim, but coming from the bodybuilding world, I know what bikini competitors eat to get stage lean, which is, I can guarantee is significantly leaner than what Kaylee got to. Bikini competitors eat more than, what did she say? Egg whites, almonds, and air. This is unnecessary, and beyond that, this is very, very detrimental to her health. I don't care who you are, this you should not be eating like this. She's ruining her health if she's doing this. Like, maybe this was only for a very brief period of time, and I'm assuming it was because that is definitely not sustainable. I, I don't even like the fact that she's telling a tabloid or a magazine this because impressionable young girls are going to read that information and they're going to take it to heart as something they should be doing as well. And as someone who used to be a very impressionable young teenage girl who would have killed to look like Kaylee Coco, I was not above taking this advice. And I know I'm getting kind of ranty here, but just... So egg whites, almonds, and air. So she has very little fat, very, very little protein, no micronutrients in a very, very extreme caloric deficit. And I'm assuming she paired this with a very extreme workout routine in order to get in shape for this photo shoot. Not sustainable. Like I said, I'm guessing she did this for a very short period of time. And I can almost guarantee that she felt like hungry, irritable, tired, like an absolute mess. I know that like those bikini competitors that I just referred to, they don't feel good. They don't feel good. And they might look the picture of health, but that's often because of Photoshop and other things like that, they do not feel well and they are not doing well. Many of those girls lose their menstrual cycle. Like it is a mess. And like I said, the fact that Kaylee was admitting to this is problematic because I do not want someone to read that and think that that's something that they should be doing as well. I did find one other sample diet plan of Kaylee's. This was on jackedgorilla.com. So I thought I would just run through it. So it said for breakfast, she has oatmeal, juice, fruits, and peanut butter. Again, so this has some more carbs, but still does not have what I would consider adequate protein for a breakfast. For lunch, she has fish, potatoes, and a green salad. So in this, she's eating potatoes, which I thought her coach told her not to eat potatoes. So potentially conflicting information there. Um, 
but she would be getting some protein from the fish, which is good. She's getting micros from her green salad. It does not say if she's using a dressing. I hope she's using a dressing to get some good fats and whatnot. And then she's eating potatoes. Uh, it doesn't say anything about quantities here, but this is looking a bit better than the half a sandwich we had in the other example. And then for dinner, she's having tofu, lentils, salad, and beans. I feel like that would be a very fibrous meal to have like all like lentils, salad, and beans all in one meal, but who knows? Um, does not mention any source of fat in there, so not sure. And then it says for supplements, she has vitamins, which I don't know what that means, omega-3, caffeine, and branched-chain amino acids. So, well, I'll just quickly touch on the branched-chain amino acids. So branched-chain amino acids is, like amino acids are the building block of protein. If she's not getting enough protein through food, which that's what I would advocate for first, I would rather you get your protein from food than from a supplement. But given that her protein is probably not sufficient, branched-chain amino acids might be a good idea. But again, I'd rather her work on improving her actual food than taking a supplement. So that is that. With all of that being said, I think I want to wrap it up here. I do want to go into Kaylee's workout routine as well. But just kind of to wrap up, just kind of some key things that I wanted to touch on. So Kaylee works out and I don't know how much she rides. I From some sources, it said she has six horses. I, I'm gonna guess she doesn't ride all six horses all the time, but I'm assuming she rides at least occasionally. So to be fueling just her day-to-day -day life and then her exercising and her riding, what, like based on what either of these diets or sample days of eating that I found, neither of them has enough carbs or protein for sure. Probably doesn't have enough fat either. And that's because it doesn't have enough calories altogether. And she's definitely adhering to some diet principles that are very, very problematic. And yeah, so not great. This is not a great example of what an equestrian should be eating. We'll just go with that. And I'm going to end the episode here before I get on another rant. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this video. If you did, please be sure to give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment and let me know what you think. If you're just listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Strong in the Saddle. And until next time, remember, it's always a good day to ride.